When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason and we have some football to talk about today it is tuesday so we have some uh waivers to talk about we have some monday night football reactions to talk about and just some general news to talk about as you know tuesday is kind of a news day well really monday is the news day and then tuesday is when we get to break it down but anyway let's sit back let's relax let's Sip our coffee, and let's enjoy the show. All right. Yeah, good morning to you, chat. Good morning on TikTok. Good morning on Instagram. We have some stuff to talk about. We have some stuff to talk about. Hope you're doing well, Chef. Hope you're doing well, Anthony. Hope you're doing well, Jamie. Hope you are doing well, All City 617. I hope you are doing well. Positive Grouch, all two of you watching on Instagram. I hope you're doing well as well. And I, the one of you watching on TikTok, I hope you are also doing well. And I want to go ahead and come clean, everyone. Our waiver discussion today is going to be very minimal as will our Monday night football discussion, as both of those are very light, not much to break down, but we do have lots and lots of news. So let's go ahead and start with the obvious. Let's talk about some Monday night football. Yesterday, the Chargers basically dismantled the Jets, uh, and they, I mean, they brought it to them. They, they really won in all facets of the game. For some reason, the Chargers defense even looked better than the Jets defense in some regards, at least in the terms of getting turnovers. Uh, and you know, and, and that's how they're able to win the game. They start off with fireworks. Darius Davis gets himself a, a punt return touchdown. That was beautiful. A great return by him. Uh, and then it, from then on, it's really just the Austin Eckler show, the Keenan Allen show, moving along show. Not, I mean, really a kind of sluggish game. Austin Eckler finishes the day with two touchdowns. Keenan Allen didn't really get much going, but he did have a fantastic catch. That brought him over 10,000 career yards. So just a quick round of applause to Keenan. Let's go, Keenan Allen. Let's go. That was awesome to see. Fantastic grab. Fantastic stat line for him to go over 10,000 career yards. One of the best to do it. Uh, but otherwise, there's only a few other things to talk about. Zach Wilson, uh, one of my bold predictions, I guess, sort of came true. I said he'd outproduce Justin Herbert today. Justin Herbert barely got anything going. Zach Wilson did have a couple turnovers there, but he did double Justin Herbert's passing yards total. So we'll so we'll we'll we'll, we'll go woo, <laughs> we'll go woo with that one, but not quite as uh, really. The Jets just look terrible. Austin Eckler, like I said, got himself two touchdowns. And what's up with Quinton Johnston? This was a game. No Josh Palmer. He lands on IR. And it really should just be Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Quentin Johnson and some Gerald Everett getting the ball. But Quentin Johnston continues to just not get used. Last week, 
before this game, he was actually utilized. He, he was like kind of almost force fed the ball on a few occasions. And so I took that as saying, well, the Chargers are, you know, still not impressed with Quinn and Johnson, but they're at least trying to get him the ball uh, because they have no other option. This week, they went right back to not really using him. Three targets. He brought in two of them for 14 yards. He had a carry that he took for two yards, but still womp, womp, womp for Quinn and Johnson. He just is not, just not good. Just not good. I mean, you would, you would think, you would think that he would actually be able to do something uh, with this opportunity. And that was literally the entire thesis of dra- of drafting Quentin Johnson is that one day he's going to be the wide receiver too. Hell, some days he might even be the wide receiver one. If Keenan Allen goes down, he'd be the wide receiver one on this team. But that's not even going to mean anything. They can't give him the ball and he can't do anything with it. He had Both of these catches were okay grabs. Like he did demonstrate that he can catch the ball. So that was good. But still, There is no volume here, which is really, 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 really questionable. I don't know if it's going to change either. So the Quentin Johnson experiment, as we say almost every week now, it's it's just strange. It's probably over. And Podfather was probably right in the fact that he is a bust. You know, I thought that there might be a buy low opportunity here and that he could at least be serviceable. And I think being serviceable would still make him a bust. But it seems that, you know what? This guy might not even be serviceable, which is almost ridiculous that a guy in an offense, in an offense that throws the ball nearly 500 times a year, can't get a wide receiver that they drafted in the first round more than three targets a game. It's absolutely ridiculous, um, and it, I I can't imagine it changing. I can't imagine it changing uh, at this point, even if Keenan Allen got hurt. I feel like even if Keenan Allen got hurt, Austin Eckler would just have 10 targets. Gerald Everett would have 10 targets. Jalen Guyton would end up getting some work, who, by the way, had two targets in this game. Um, But yeah, it is just not pretty for Quentin Johnson, really not pretty for the Chargers. Of course, they get this win, but it was, like I said, not pretty. It was honestly not that good of a game. It was quite a boring game to watch, but, you know, sometimes that's football. I wish these primetime games would pick up a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. One final takeaway here is just to continue to keep your eye on Aaron Rodgers. Before the game, he was out there throwing balls. He threw a couple 50-yard passes out there in warm-ups, which was cool to see. And then after the game, he went up to Derwin James and said, give me a few weeks. So who knows? You know, we've heard lots of rumors that he's going to be one of the fastest recovery uh, people ever when it comes to the Achilles. Uh, And, you know, why not bet on Aaron Rodgers? Why not? I mean, I'm not going to come out here and say, oh, he's definitely going to return before the season's over. But he keeps saying it. And there are some interesting reports that are saying he can do it as well. So again, keep your eye on it. Could be interesting to see if he can return towards the end of the year as the Jets are still at 500 uh, and, you know, have a chance to make a push, especially if their defense keeps playing the way they have. Uh, Because, I mean, they held Justin Herbert yesterday to no touchdowns, not even 150 passing yards. And he was absolutely killing it up to this point. So anyway, Chargers win, Jets lose is what it is. Quick little waiver guidance as well before we get into the injuries and the news to talk about. Um, Really, all I'm going to say is if Keaton Mitchell is out there, go get him. I think he's probably at this point of the season worth at least 15%. Uh, just because I do firmly believe that he can work himself into a role. I've never been a big believer in Gus Edwards in terms of being a workhorse, and I've never really been that big of a believer in Justice Hill in terms of a workhorse either. And Keaton Mitchell, I think at least, while maybe not being able to be a workhorse, should be able to earn himself at least 10 carries a game, which I think would be awesome, especially with the explosiveness that he displayed. 132 of his 138 yards on Sunday were after contact. So I think that 
I think that this guy could develop into something. He's clearly a better runner than Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, uh, except for maybe short yardage. It'll still go to Gus Edwards, but that's not that big of a deal. I think Keaton Mitchell is definitely worth spending up for to get on your team because I do think, especially as the year goes on, he will get a bigger and bigger role. And by the time the fantasy football playoffs come around, I think he'll be a 10-point-a-game kind of guy with some ceiling for sure. So go get yourself some Keaton Mitchell and a couple others just in case. I mean, really just in general, if there's some nice handcuff running backs on your waiver wire, go get them. If there's if you're in super flex and some quarterbacks like a Mike White is out there, like a, a like a handcuff quarterback, go do it. Where at that point of the season, Tyler Huntley, Marcus Mariota, you know, those types of players, go get them at like the running back position, like Zamir White. I, mean, uh, I don't even know outside of that, Zamir White, you know, like just some sort of handcuff. Uh, and at wide receiver, if Khalil Shakir wasn't picked up last week, definitely still go get him. If Demario Douglas is still available, definitely still go get him. If any of like the Lions or the Jaguars were dropped last week on their bye, like a Jamison Williams, maybe take a flyer on DPJ. But really, it's pretty thin this week. And mostly it's about just staying ahead of the game, trying to hit on a handcuff or a stash or something. Not really much out there besides Keaton Mitchell. I do see a question here. Michael Wilson with Murray back. Yes, if Michael Wilson is still available, definitely go get him. Really, any Cardinal. Rondale Moore even. Just see what Rondale Moore can cook up with Kyler Murray back. Any Cardinal. Any Cardinal. And speaking of the Cardinals, why don't we just go ahead and move on to our news. And we'll just start with the Cardinals and use that as a segue. Kyler Murray has been announced as the likely starter this week. I see a lot of reports that Kyler Murray will be starting this week. That is not what was said. He's probably going to be the starter this week, but what was said, if all goes right, Kyler Murray will be starting this week. So we still have to make sure he can get through the practices this week and make sure everything looks right before they do actually throw him out there. Of course, this is like a 90% chance he's starting, but still there is a, a potential that he has to sit out one more week. But what makes me believe that he is 100% coming back this week is the fact that James Conner is uh, also set to return this week. They've activated his practice window. So the Cardinals are looking to be full strength heading into their matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I think that the Cardinals with Kyler Murray and James Conner probably win that match. So that's a rough one for the man who just shaved his mustache, Arthur Smith. The mustacheless man came out yesterday and announced that Taylor Heineke will yet again get the start against Arizona, and he shaved his mustache. Why did he shave his mustache? Well, he said it was 3.15 in the morning, and he couldn't sleep, and he just wanted to fix the turnover issue. So he's shaving his mustache as a, as a last resort, if you will, to get serious. It's like when an anime character shaves off their head and become super powerful. This is Arthur Smith with his mustache that is now gone. I mentioned Kyler Murray is making his return. James Conner is making his return. Uh, this is a must-win game for the Atlanta Falcons, 100%. If they do not win this game, A, their chances to win the division are probably out of the window, and B, Arthur Smith, I honestly think will be fired. This man, a man who shaves his mustache as a last resort, Definitely feels the pressure, 
definitely feels that he's on the hot seat. And I think a loss against one of the last place teams in the Arizona Cardinals would totally do it, even if it is full strength Arizona Cardinals. That is just that's a back breaking loss. The Falcons need this one. And honestly, guys, I don't know if Taylor Heineke is the guy to do it. I know that he's a better game manager. We're throwing quotes around it. But still, I 100% believe that Arthur Smith fell victim to the toxic groupthink and that Taylor Heineke should not have been given the starting job yet. They should have let Desmond Ritter roll up until the bye week. I think that Desmond Ritter would have beaten the Vikings. And I think that Desmond Ritter would have had a better chance to beat these Cardinals than Heineke will. It's just a much more exciting offense. I don't care. I don't care. It's just true. It is a much more exciting offense with Desmond Ritter at the helm, even if he turns the ball over a little bit. And just real quick, back to Arthur Smith. I saw a really awful quote this morning, uh, and he was just kind of asked about his gameplay and then why he's not utilizing Bijan Robinson. And he came out and said, well, Bijan Robinson being out there opens up the field for the rest of the people. And then sh- and then pointed to the screen touchdown for John U. Smith. He said that Bijan Robinson being out on the other side of the field made the defense not believe John U. Smith would get the ball, and that's how they scored. Arthur, you do not use the number eight overall pick as a decoy for John U. Smith. I don't care that that touchdown happened. You don't do that. It's ridiculous that you can't give the right players the ball. I don't know what it is trying to be too cute, trying to get too smart with it, but it's not working and they have to seriously have a coming to Jesus moment this week against the Cardinals. If they don't pull it out, I think a lot of things are going to be changing in Atlanta. Some other news, Danny Dimes, as we kind of talked about yesterday, did tear his ACL, is out for the season. The Giants will be rolling with Tommy DeVito. My advice here is basically get rid of all your Giants if you're contending or still trying to be relevant in your fantasy league, except for Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley becomes a massive buy in this window right now. I think that he's about to get 30-plus touches a game going forward. Uh, and everyone else is basically going to be rendered useless. You can maybe take a chance on a Daniel Bellinger in a tight end premium league, but otherwise I am staying away from this Giants offense as much as possible. If I'm not contending, if I'm a rebuilder, I might be sending out some offers for some Giants. I do think that this was just a really, really bad luck year for them, and they could use, you know, they could should be able to bounce back next year, especially if they luck themselves into a high draft pick. So the Giants are good players to buy if you're rebuilding, and Saquon is a really good player to buy if you're contending. Otherwise, do the opposite based on your team. Next, as as we talked about yesterday a little bit as well, Cam Akers did tear his Achilles. It's going to be Alexander Madison for the rest of the way, uh, unless he gets hurt, in which it's right back to these handcuffs that we've been discussing really all year, being relevant again, Ty Chandler, uh, Maybe Dwayne McBride if he ever gets activated, but Cam Akers, his season is done, potentially his career as well. And again, it sucks to see as he was starting to come back to life, he had a really nice block against the Falcons to set up a scramble for Joshua Dobbs. He had a nice run, had a nice catch, scored that touchdown last week, was finally getting utilized, but is done. He is done. And it's really sad. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, he fractured his forearm. Dallas Goddard fractured his forearm and will be out at least four weeks is the report. I wanted to talk about this one because last year, Dallas Goddard was also out for a few weeks. He was out five weeks last season. 
And here is how these wide receivers looked. I mentioned yesterday when we briefly discussed it that I believe it will be consolidated between the two wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and potentially Julio Jones will become a red zone threat. Last year when Dallas Goddard was out here was Devontae Smith's point totals. 13.8, 9, 21.2, 17.4, 17.6. For A.J. Brown, 9, 12.6, 31.9, 17, and 27.1. Both of them had 200-yard games. Both of them scored at least two touchdowns in this time. A.J. Brown himself scored four touchdowns in this time. So if anything, A.J. Brown might get back on track to those 125-yard-plus monster performances. And I think Devontae Smith will get back on track as well, becoming a little bit more of a reliable PPR option. So I give you full authority to go trade for Devontae Smith right now. And I want to say this, I do believe, I could be wrong, let me double check, but I do believe that they had made a sneaky signing for Albert Okuigbunum earlier this offseason, or earlier this season, uh, So, which I'm, I'm very positive is, is the case. Uh, that might be a, an interesting flyer to take. Um, yeah, Albert O, I believe, is uh, Oak. Wuig Boonum. I should have looked this up beforehand, but yeah, he's on the Eagles. Uh, and I think that that was a sneaky move. And with that athleticism, you know, maybe he'll have an opportunity. This is four year deeper leagues, of course, but Hey, why not bet on the guy that we've all been waiting to break out now attached to a much better Philadelphia Eagles offense than he ever was out in Denver. Joshua Dobbs is getting the start again. Really no surprise. He definitely earned it. I know that Jaron Hall was playing well, but Josh Dobbs is starting. Now, it is also important to note that Jaron Hall landed a concussion protocol, which definitely led to this decision. But still, I think it would have been Dobbs either way. And uh, really good for him. I hope the Vikings can keep it going. Just know that he will be starting. Uh, next up, Jamar Chase. He picked up a back injury in Sunday's game. Uh, something to monitor for the most part. This is what he said about it, which makes me a little bit more concerned. Jamar Chase said, I'm just going to support my teammates, man. Let those guys do what they got to do. Only thing I can do is get healthy for the team. After the game yesterday, he said he's pretty sore right now and that the, that it got worse as the game went on. Um, I'm sure ultimately this will be fine. Fantasy Twitter doctors seem to believe that it's probably just a bruise and he'll be out there next week, but obviously we don't know the full severity. We'll find out more probably tomorrow and really just as the week goes on. I would fully expect him to not practice much. If he gets any limited practices, he will be playing Sunday. So make sure you keep your eye on that. Even a limited practice would be good news for this Jamar Chase injury. I think ultimately he's probably fine. This is more of a he landed awkwardly on his back and hurt himself kind of injury as opposed to one that should be keeping him out for an extended period of time. Uh, and hopefully he's okay because I need him. Got him on way too many teams. I need my man Jamar Chase to be healthy, especially in my Scott Fishbowl as I am uh, two wins away from being able to make the playoffs based on record. And Jamar Chase is my wide receiver there. And uh, I probably don't do it without him. So Jamar Chase, wishing you a speedy recovery. Hope you can come back. Uh, on the Lions front, David Montgomery is set to return this week. Lions head coach Dan Campbell on this said, certainly we know what David can do, but we know that Gibbs has gotten better every week. I think it'll be a little bit by committee and make sure we get those guys touches. Gibbs will get his touches. So yes, David Montgomery is returning, 
but Jameer Gibbs is also going to be still getting a decent amount of volume. I think we can still count on at least five receptions, targets, however you want to put it for Jameer Gibbs going forward. And then it's just a matter of how many catch or carries he can get probably at least in the double digits. If he can still get himself 15 touches a game with five receptions, that is still really, really good for Jameer Gibbs. And I think both of these guys can easily complement each other. We've seen it time and time again, where you can have relevancy in backfields with two players. So don't panic on Jameer Gibbs. Don't panic on David Montgomery. If you're worried that Jameer Gibbs has broken out and David Montgomery is not going to be able to get his touchdowns anymore. It's going to be fine. These guys can complement each other. Honestly, maybe send out offers for both. Maybe, maybe the owner in your league is worried about Montgomery and Gibbs. Who knows? But either way, Montgomery is returning this week. And another running back, Khalil Herbert, has been designated to return from IR. So the Bears' backfield just gets even more murky. Roshan Johnson's season is just not happening, ladies and gentlemen. It is just not happening. You can drop him in redraft. You can trade him in dynasty, uh, probably, uh, if, you, if you need to, if you just want to get a pick. But it is not happening this year. It'll have to wait until next season because now we're over halfway through the season. Now there are two running backs ahead of him on the depth chart when originally it was just the one. It sucks. It really, really does. But at this point in time, it's just not happening. And finally, Debo Samuel will be making his return this week. He announced himself that he is ready to go. We know that he avoided IR, so this matches up with the correct timetable of being able to return. Debo Samuel will be back this week. Thank God. And I'm also going to say that with Debo Samuel back, expect Brock Purdy to be back. So if someone's shopping Brock Purdy in your Superflex leagues, go try to get him. I know he's had a really rough past few weeks, but I think Debo Samuel will help him get back on track. Just the entire offense being healthy should be good news for the 49ers in general. But I'm excited that Debo's back for Brock Purdy. I'm excited that Debo is back for Debo. And if he's ready to go, expect a full workload uh, and a, a really a nice, good game for Debo Samuel. And they've got a good one, too. They're facing off against the Jaguars, so this could be a high-scoring contest with Debo Samuel getting some real action. So if there's a buying opportunity still for Debo Samuel in your league, go do it before he does return, because I do think he has a nice, obtainable price tag. All right, that is all the news I have for you outside of one fun little stat that I wanted to point out with the Ravens winning in such a big fashion on Sunday over the Seahawks. They are now number one in the league in point differential with 115 point differential, a plus 115. Bills are second right now at only plus 80. So they have won by 35 more points than the second best team in point differential. The Ravens on an absolute tear right now mostly on the heels of Lamar Jackson, who is trying to earn himself yet another MVP. Just a quick round of applause to the Ravens as they are dismantling some nice, nice opponents, especially out in the NFC. All right, let's move on to some questions. I definitely see a lot here. Uh, someone just joined. Is Kyler playing this week? Yes, Kyler Murray is expected to play this week. It depends on his practices, but still he should be out there. Let's see. Keaton Mitchell is a future star. I like it. I don't know about star, but I do definitely think very, very relevant. He is the Ravens version of A-Chan. I like that a lot. Um, Robert Kelly just finished watching my previous video. Nice, dude. You got back to back. You got to wake, wake, and take, take today, Robert. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I just got a little heart sticker on TikTok. Let's see. 
yeah, I agree that Mitchell will take Justice Hill's work more than Gus Bus. And Gus only had five carries last week. I know two of them were touchdowns, but still, yeah, um, Mitchell has is going to earn himself a nice role. And yes, I do believe that it comes from Justice Hill. A dynasty question from Positive Grouch. Would you trade Dobbins a 2024 first, a 2025 second, and a 2026 third for Cup? If you're competing, I think I would just take Dobbins out and send that. I think you could get Cup for just those picks, um, and that would be a good move. I do like buying Cup right now, but I think you might as well try to hold on to Dobbins. I think his value is basically valueless right now, and if he can just sit on your IR, I think that's better than trying to move him. Let's see. Anthony says, Zach Charbonnet, if he's out there, yes, that's a good pickup. Any handcuff. Any handcuff. Yes, James Conner is back. Chef, you make a fantastic point. Chef says that this is no shave November and that Arthur Smith is doing it wrong. As Arthur Smith always does, of course he's got to be contrarian. Everyone out here not shaving, myself included, he's out here shaving his mustache. What? what? Arthur just can't. Arthur just can't do anything, man. Anything that anyone does, it just offends him to his core. No Shave November comes around, he's shaving. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Let's see. Um, Lamar Jackson may have an injury. Oh, beware. You've been warned. If this is true, Chuka, if this is true, I haven't I haven't confirmed this or read anything about this, but you know, Lamar Jackson does always find himself in the injury report, especially towards this time of season. Maybe go get yourself some Tyler Huntley. Maybe go get yourself some Tyler Huntley. Um, let's see, Jonathan Mingo, 90%, 5% or more snaps. This is true. I have Jonathan Mingo all season has been someone we've been talking about here a lot because he's getting targeted, he's getting utilized, and he's not doing much with it. So I would like to see him do something with it, but I do agree that opportunity is there. And at some point, hopefully it comes to fruition, but I think it's more so the Panthers are trying to force an alpha out of Mingo as opposed to him being a really good player earning this stuff. I think they're just trying to force feed him in general. Should we buy Marvin Mims? Eh, if he's available, I'd pick him up, but I don't really know what I would send for him. Um, should we spend more than Keaton Mitchell? Yeah, I mean, I would spend at least 15% on Keaton Mitchell. I think he's a good pickup this week. Um, would you trade Bijan for Monty? No, 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 no. Keep Bijan. Better days are coming for Bijan. Especially imagine the day, um, imagine the day that Arthur Smith gets, gets fired. It'll look just like the Raiders where the offense actually looks correct and can get things going. Colin on TikTok says that, that the report from the Ravens says Lamar is totally fine. So this is probably true. Uh, but still we'll just have to keep our eye on this. Like I said, Lamar Jackson always gets hurt this time of year, and Tyler Huntley always becomes relevant. So uh, that's a really good quarterback stash right now as you're checking out your waivers. Uh, should you pick up Khalil Shakir or Jackson Smith and Jigba? Jackson Smith and Jigba. Definitely Jackson Smith and Jigba. Would you trade Bijan for Mostert? No. Who can I get for Pollard? I would maybe try... Ugh. That's a tough one. Uh, assuming this is redraft, maybe try to get like a David Montgomery or something like that. I think that the David Montgomery plus is probably possible. And would you trade Kyler Murray and Ridley for Debo? Assuming this is single quarterback? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, and someone asks, any news on Justin Jefferson? This will be the last one. Justin Jefferson is expected to return on the earliest report from his window. I believe that would be this week, but it might be next uh, if not, they the report I saw is that they will let us know tomorrow on Wednesday. So make sure you tune in. I'll be back here at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 
Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Have a terrific Tuesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Have a good one. Peace.